Welcome to another episode of the Love Not Fear podcast. Edward, what's our topic? Today, I'd like to talk about should versus must. Mm. I only want, I don't, you know, I must do this. I have to do this. No, I want to do these things. I don't have to do my homework. I want to do my homework to get better at XYZ. I went to 14 different schools. I got kicked out everywhere. I only did the things that I wanted to do. You know, I didn't go under the, the fear pressure of school. You must do that. So, yeah, I only want to do things. Isn't that like complete enlightenment if you can leave should behind and only do what want? Yeah, want. Like, yeah. like, okay, the next level. Yeah, I, I, I only have to do one thing is die at some point, you know, but everything else, you know, I should only yeah. want. Yeah, it's a question that helps identify the validity of obligations and expectations, I guess. And mm. by asking what should I do? Yeah, you can challenge the authority of the relevance of these things. What comes from internal? What comes from external? What motivates you? Everybody knows the benefit of maybe... Exercising, you know. Exercise, simple things like that. Or reading or pick up the phone to call your mother, although you might not want to do that all the time. We've learned that, but it's, it's the discussion between these two. What are external motivators and what are internal motivators? I guess like external motivators are, you know, I should or I have to file my taxes, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also, I think it's all like coming then from a place of fear, like, oh, I have to, otherwise I get into trouble. No, I want to do this because, <laughs> you know. I mean, it, it, See how you talk your way out of this one, David. Love, not fear and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I want to do this because otherwise it's going to be a headache afterwards. Yeah. You know, I, I want so to... the love act- of yourself and sanity? Yes. Because, yeah. okay. you know, like if yeah. you have a lump somewhere, I want to get this examined, mm. you know, so I prevent yeah. havoc later down the road, you know. So I think that's kind of always, you know, if you frame it in a sense of like, hey, I, I want to do this because then I know the potential consequences. Yeah. I think it's much healthier versus like, oh, I have to do this. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, look at the things that are blocking your goals and, and desires for achieving those goals. So anything that stands in the way, you can still approach from a position of love instead of fear. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. And does it clarify vision and passion? If you ask, what do I want? I think it's really important to ask, what do you really want? You know, Because otherwise you just keep up with the Joneses or mm-hmm. you know, you leave in the wind. Yeah. But if you sit down and figure out, like, what is it that I really want? What is it that I really want to change in the world? What is it that floats my boat? Then you can make the right decisions. And it's it's easier to act out of love and not just be driven by fears. I have trouble with what I want changes a lot. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. And sometimes I'm really frustrated. Like, I didn't do research uh, well enough. I didn't let it sink mm. and simmer or evaluate. So I don't... I think there's the... Did you read the book, The Dip by Seth Godin? So when he talks about when you make a decision to do something, like start this new business, do this new thing, it's going to be exciting at the beginning, but then there's always going to become the dip where it's going to get hard. And Mm -hmm. when you go into things, be willing to do, to grind through the dip. This dip can be less deep if you really look at why you want it. Yes, of course, of course. Like oh. if, if, yeah. 
Yeah, the, people the are uh, able to do crazy stuff. I mean, if your daughter would be in, in trouble, you walk through fire to, fire. to yeah, without it. blinking. Yes. Yeah. And then probably be less burnt than if you had no purpose and do the same thing. Oh yeah, of course. So, like uh, if if you define the goal always like ideally combine it with an emotional why. Yeah. Yeah. I want a million I think we talked about this before. I want a million dollars. Like it's just a number on your bank account, it doesn't really change anything. But I want a million dollars so I can pay off my parents' house. Yeah. So I can do X, Y, Z, completely different yeah. ballgame. You probably get a lot of buy-in from people to help you achieve that. Yeah. I mean, we, also we, like we, we spoke about this, about being very explicit about what you want and telling other people and, and things start happening and come on, on your way. Okay. We'll talk about this topic. The, the question is, what is good for me? We were talking about shoot versus um, must. So this topic is interesting because... What is good for me, focus me on what is beneficial and helps living a happy, fulfilled life. If you focus on that, you think your actions will start to align with your values and principles. Yeah. Yeah, also, even if you do the things, you know, I should go to the gym or I must. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, once you do it and you build the habit, it becomes easier. And you also, for example, I got up at 6 a.m. this morning and worked out with my trainer and he was pushing me really hard. And it's not necessarily that I enjoy doing, I do not enjoy the pain of working out, but I enjoy the, the results afterwards. I feel good, you know, once I got like negative hormones out and I like the result that my body is much, much fitter. But like the process yeah. itself, I do not really enjoy. For sure. But a lot of people try something for a while and then they say, okay, this is not for me. And then they abandon the plan altogether. I found it really beneficial if you're kind to yourself. Many of my rules that I live by are not set in stone. For instance, try not to drink any alcohol in, in, on weekdays. But when I do, it's a deliberate choice and I'm okay with that. Because in the end, this is something I can keep up for years. If I, if I don't throw away the whole rule altogether. Hmm. It's, it's the same about, about exercise. It's the same about anything that's good for you. Be, if you're kind to yourself and you're okay if you messed up the program and not really frustrated and, and agitated by that and you can continue much longer two thoughts on this like one i used to word try i try to not drink you know it's like trying yeah. is the most inefficient way not to do something and i think trying often comes from a place of fear like i think i cannot really do it or i try to lose weight or i try to quit smoking where it's kind of like just like leaning in saying like okay i do the hundred percent and we talk, i think we talked about this not doing something 99 percent is harder than doing it 100 percent or mm -hmm. not doing it 100%. But I totally agree. Like if I aim on doing something, I want to do X, Y, Z, do not want to drink, but then I do drink. Be kind to yourself and get back on the, and on the horse and say like, okay, you know, yeah. it was a slip, but I'm back on like good behavior and I'm not, not doing it again. Versus yeah. just like beating yourself up. We talked about this in the last episode, the one before, like be the good coach that builds you up, be the white wizard with your words. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, yeah, beating yourself up. Yeah, you you always have a choice, and the choice is the question that helps you review and break agreements that you made with yourself and others. And so, by looking at choices and when they no longer serve you, then you can free yourself from limiting stories that create guilt and resentment, and then choose for freedom. So, for purpose of the of the big goal. And like not to beat myself up on, on minor flaws, but I, I do agree with you. It's a very interesting topic that about the 100% and the 90%, 99%. Uh, so another thing, my friend 
Patrick Campbell, who started Profitwell. Maybe some of the audience know it. He, he sold it for a lot of money recently. And I saw a tweet from him yesterday. I just pulled it up. He says, the rule of 100 is one of the most important concepts in doing everything. When you try something, commit to 100 of them. That's where you'll start seeing traction. For example, with podcasts, you know, like, oh, we do it, we put it out there. We're like, I don't know, like 10 plus, but not that 100. But do it for 100 times and then you see some traction and you get like way better at it than you were at the beginning. I think it's it's a really cool thing. He said like on my 97th YouTube video, he crossed 1,000 subscribers and the video went quote unquote baby viral. It was like 50,000 views or 45,000 views. Okay. But the idea is like if you do something, if you hire a personal trainer, like just stick to it, do it a hundred times if you decide, you know, and also talking about the dip, like be willing to do something like grind through doing it 100 times. You know, if, if you think like, oh, I want to try this thing, yeah. but I don't see myself like being willing to do it 100 times, I think maybe you should not yeah. even start doing it. Well, this topic has been elaborated on by so many authors. There's so many books about this, about when to give up or not give up and when are you crazy and when is is trying a form of life and is that bad i mean we're here on this earth for a little while and we stumble forward is that is that a bad thing so it's it's yeah zooming in zooming out it's it's very interesting to uh, we might might do a special one on on, the, on this very topic yeah there's there's so much ground to cover so how about the the takeaway for this one is like pick something you really want to do and commit to doing it 400 times and let us know what it is Ooh, i like it great awesome shout out to patrick campbell thank you for that post okay and yeah i'll, I'll see you in the next one okay ciao